Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmarla. This is David Lichtenstein. This week we'll be speaking about a complex topic, dealing with Ivory Avera in our communities. What precipitated this topic? Somebody wrote me an email. He said that there's a, an entertainer, Jewish entertainer. He entertains from the crowds, among others. And he came out and he said he's married to another man. What happened? Last week was Rav Shaila Karastira's yard site. And this fellow was there. And he posted a picture of himself online, writing an ice in the Sefer Torah. No, the Sefer was not holding his hand. He was writing dice all by himself. Somebody said, is the Sefer Torah kosher or not? This guy has a din of a mumr l'davar echad. Now you're thinking, well, this never happens in my shul. But let me tell you some other things. What happens if you have somebody in your shul? He's chashed on his shmiras Torah mitzvahs. Could you be mitzarif him to a minion? Can you give him an aliyah? And, you know, he wants an aliyah, he has a yard site or a, a simcha, and it's a big shayla. On one hand, you say, well, you know, shmir is tyro mitzvah, On the other hand, do you want to be makar of the guy or merachik the guy? You know, look what happened to Isaiah Ish was how, because Shua ben Prachi was merachikim. To hurt somebody's feelings is very powerful. How did Amale came? Also through an insult, right? She wanted to be mizdavig to the Klal Yisrael. Avram Yitzhak Yaakov all said no. Married Amalek, became the mother of Amalek. The power of rejection. Look what happened in our life. At, a, at some type of a dinner, a, a, a press dinner, um, Obama made fun. President Obama made you know jokes, a whole bunch of jokes. At the uh, Trump was sitting there, and he made jokes, and he turned red. You could see on the, how he turned literally red, and he walked out. He said, I'm going to be the next president. And he ran, and he basically destroyed Obama's legacy. The power of being the key, you know, you have a problem. The guy says, I want an away. Do you say no? What's the halacha? This person has to say Kaddish. He has a yard site. He's saying yes or no. And here you have an extreme. How do we deal with those? And it doesn't have to be this issue with somebody. It could be somebody who's chashed on kashra. There's tariag mitzvahs that a person could be chashed on. So we're going to have a goyin of Aaron Sosha. Had him on many times. He's uh, Magid Shear. He's also the Paisik of the Waterbury community of the Menetaira there. And for our second, Tom Lachacham, to discuss this topic, we had to go to Crown Heights. Let's face it, Crown Heights, uh, Chabad is the outreach arm of Klal Yisrael. They deal more with the Shilas on a day-to-day basis than anybody. They deal with the future Chayzri B'tshuva. How you makar of them, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, Opi Halacha. So we got the Moira, the Asra of Crown Heights. His name is Rav Yosef Brown. He's about Bezdin, the Bezdin of Crown Heights. I actually remember his grandfather. His grandfather was a guy in Rav Shleim Zalman Brown. He wrote the Sharem Hamatsuyanim Ba'alacha, which many B'nai Torah have in their home. It's a fabulous sefer. And he was good friends with Rav Hutt and Zachar Levracha. They were the same age. I'll tell you an amusing story that happened between the two of them. Rabbi Brown uh, once from, came to Rafutna, so Rafutna decided to keep it little on him. He says, I'll tell you a story. He says, I was once in a Chesidisha Beis Bedrish, and I see a Chesidisha in Gemal is learning Cheshen Mishpat, and he's making Hagoyas on the side. And I was in a spoil. Wow. Chesidisha in Gemal writing Hagoyas, Cheshen Mishpat, He says, and I went over and I see that it says, the Shulchan Aruch says, it says, Ruvain Shalava Mishemen. So you were on the side, a little star, you wrote, Nearly. Hu adin lehepach shemin shalava miruvein. 
And he started chuckling like that. So my brown told him, And I see a lit fishing a mala and zoira kaddish. What fishing a mala and zoira kaddish? Interesting. And then I see he starts writing a goes. If I state in zoira kaddish, wow. So and he's writing a goes. Enough to move to Yangin. He said, I said, the Zohar says, Misha halach dalad ames belina tilas yadayim chayiv misa. So the young man, Shalto made a strachel right on the side nearly, Vahu shigamkein haragas hanefesh. So this was the uh, the miladalma of Tugayinim. So it should make really for a fabulous masu matan bahalacha. This is, you know, somebody obviously links in it to the, the shluchim from the world who have these problems on a daily basis. Who do they call? They call the, the, the Rabbanim, the Mardasra of Crown Heights. It should make for a really interesting and relevant uh, uh, share this week. By the way, if you happen to be passing by the neighborhood of the Baal Shem Tov Shul on a Shabbos afternoon, like an hour, an hour and 15 minutes before Mincha, feel free to join us. Usually, most Shabbosim, there's a share. At that time, we do some topic that will probably wind up on the radio, on our podcast. And that's where I go through the Lamdish, you know, Be'iyan with the Eilam, and we tumble, etc. So, invitation to our listening audience. We are in a little bit of a corner of the world, but if you happen to be passing by that corner, you're invited. Before we go to our guests, I want to say a thought that I think is relevant to much of our audience. You know, you've, you've learned your years, you put mamish, a lot of years of Turcha, and you worked hard with great enjoyment in yeshiva. I loved yeshiva, some of the best years of my life. And then you got to go to work. Whatever the case may be, you can't afford to live on, you know, whatever the kailal is giving you, right? You go to work. A lot of guys, they forget that they were once B'nai Taira. It's like a surgeon who, you know... He retires and he did he, he did organ surgery and he's looking to spend some time so the class the school calls him up and they said you know i don't surgeon would you come in and put band-aids on the kids knees he says look you know i'm happy to work a day or two a week but that's not what i that's not what i'm trained to do so you know if you were trained to do tzais and asivas and understand is it the right thing for you to be learning fast and you know these bakiya sadarim etc let me share with you a thought after all you are a surgeon this week's parish, I heard this from Rafatna, it says, uh, famous Rashi, Mayan Harsinai. What does Shemitah have to do with Harsinai? Driver Shalmoshe Harsinai. He says, what is, what is the Shemitah of all the mitzvahs when it mentions Shemitah? It doesn't happen by Harsinai. Why this? Rafatna said, I have a wonderful Teretz. What's his Teretz? What happened at Harsinai? Kal Yisrael got the Torah, the Limuda Torah. All the Torah we have comes from Harsinai. He says, what's Shemitah? If you look in the Sipurno, six years in a row. What do we do? We go to work. We are acquisitive. We go to battle. Lechem is Miloshin Molchama, the morale says. And we deal with noise and tactics and strategies and the Ramai. We meet the Ramai. What happens the seventh year, Supernova says? It's the year you go back, back to Harsinai, back to Lima Dataira. So, mine in Shemitah is Harsinai. Shemitah is the practical application for most people of Harsinai. A beautiful vart. But what's said to be myself on this vart? If Shemitah is the application of Harsinai for most people, so we said it's the same thing. Now, what does that mean? Here's the Shailah. There's a Machlaikis, a well-known Machlaikis, Rabbi Shmuel and Rajbi. We just passed Rajbi's Yom Hilula. Rajbi says, A person should only learn their whole life. And Rabbi Shmuel said, Learn your whole life. He says, It says, You have to live too. You learn and you work. Most people, that means you work, you get a job, and you learn at night, you learn in the fire tugs, whatever it may be. But here's a, something that's not discussed. According to Rabbi Shmuel, 
who says, you learn and you work. Does he mean it's a different learning than the Rajbi's learning? Is Rajbi's learning, okay, that's a real learning. My learning is, eh, it's a lighthearted, half-hearted learning. Or is Rabbi Shmuel saying, no, no, no. I agree with Rabbi, with, with Rajbi. The learning has to be tzais and the sivis and kivega and rabchaim, etc. When you learn that hour or two, shut off your iPhone, close down your, your WhatsApp and your Instagram and your fax machines and, and learn like learn up a storm, just like Rajbi said. I'm not disagreeing with Rajbi on the quality of learning. I'm just saying if you can only do it a certain time of the day, that time, learn like a lion. What's the raya? It says, We're saying from over from Rishayinim and Achrayinim that Shmita is for the working person. That what is it? It's a Harsinai. So it's not a diluted Harsinai. It's the same Harsinai. That Torah of Harsinai, we get to learn on Shmita. So if you do it part of the day, learn like a lion. Argue with Reb Chaim just like you would have when you were in Yeshiva. Ask on the Briskarov, Claren Reb just like then. I told this vart over to uh, my Yedid, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, and he brought me a, more, a very good raya. He said that the argument is about the not in the quality of learning, it's just the amount of learning, the quality, they both agree. And what was his raya? The Gemara Menachas and Avtzadik Tess says, famous, and Layamush Teira Zemipicha, so Rashbi of all people says, even if you just lay in Kriyashma Shachris, or Kriyashma Arvis, Yaitza Layamush Teira Zemipicha, which by the way, the Ramayin Reshmem Vav, Aleph, if you look in the, in the room over there, he paskins like this Gemara. But here's the Pella. The Rajbi is the one who says, Layamush means your whole life, every minute, don't be a Safta. And he's the one who says, Kriyef Moshachris Arvis? Elamai, what's he saying? He's saying, Avada, the way to learn, how much you're supposed to learn is a whole day. If you learn just a little bit part of the day, you do the Tyrus Rajbi by Shachris Arvis by Kriyeshma. But it's the same Tyre of the Rajbi. So neither of them are arguing on the quality of the learning. They're only arguing on how much time you have to learn. And that's what it says, Shemitah Tzal Harsinai. You could stay by Harsinai, stay in Yeshiva your whole life. Yeshiva is a main of the mind with Harsinai. If you have to go to work, Shemitah, those times you set aside, make sure that the same Harsinai that you had when you were in Yeshiva. You're that surgeon. I don't, I don't put on band-aids. I'm sorry. You need me one or two days a week? I'll come in for those two days a week to do some organ transplants. Let's go to our riddles of the week. Rashi says, And therefore, if my friend is chayta, I pay the price too. So the problem is like this. Famous Gemara, the Gemara in Baba Kama, Samach Aleph says, that the Mishnah says in, in my Sisheni that there would be Metzayin, Mata Shal Arlovaravai, they would on the trees. They would show what's the uh, what's the arla ravai why ayvrim v'shavim. If they took it, they shouldn't be ayvachas v'shalom on the isra of arla nata ravai. So the gemara says, but dafka b'shvius, where they put like a, a marker on the on the tree. You know, this is an arla tree or this is a nata ravai tree. But because uh, then it's muta. But during the rest of the years, when it wasn't shvius, you don't put a marker on it. I somebody's going to climb over the fence, a wild yeshiva boy or two, so he's going to come and take it. So the Gemara says, Haliteu l'rasha v'lamas v'yamas. Let the Russia eat it and let him die. Adarabba. So the question is, we have a klal, a klal. Kol Yisrael arevim zelazeh. And what does Rashi say? The koshlu ishba'ach of an hour parsha. Your avera will cause me to go down too. Why? 
because kol yisrael arevim zebel it's like a body. If your left arm gets an injury, <laughs> the whole body hurts. It's not just the left arm. It's connected to the right arm too, right? It's one body. So kol yisrael is one guf. How could we have a concept in halacha too of haliteu l'rasha v'yamas? It goes directly into the face of the concept of kol yisrael arevim zelaze. That is our riddle of the week. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, that's the country code, 33011-70250. In Eretz Yisrael, it's uh, 02-372-0304. Let's go to our fabulous Sheer. Joining us from uh, Connecticut is Hagoyen Rabaran Sosha. He's the Paisik and the Rav of the Yeshiva community in Waterbury. He's also Magid Shir Raisa. Welcome, Rabaran. How are you? I just want to, off, not on point, but I called you a few weeks ago and I asked you the question. I said, the doctor's in a hospital and he has five people in a critical condition. Two need kidneys, one needs a, a liver, one needs, two need lungs, one needs small intestine, large, whatever. And they pull in a, a nifter, and the guy wrote in his tzavai, absolutely do not want Bishum Eif in any organ donations posthumously. So he wrote, he doesn't want, okay, okay you can't do it. So I said, Lahalacha, why wouldn't you be able to? Look, here you have Pikuach Nefesh. It's Daicha Nibel Hames, it's Daicha Lina, it's Daicha. Uh, um, if there's an Isra, it's like all these Surah in the Torah. Hi, there may be a problem of Gezel. He can't steal from a maze. He doesn't own anything. And you responded to me, and I asked a number of Rabbanim, and you said, I, the only reason you wouldn't be allowed to do it is because you're going to lose your medical license. I had by me yesterday, Rabbi Yishmolevitz, certainly one of the Gainim in the world, and I asked him the same question, and he said, Allah, you would be allowed to do it. Okay, so let's talk about today's topic. Um, there's a person who, uh, and he writes of the Elim Shmai, but he's a, a Jewish um, entertainer who sp- says very openly that he's married to a member of the same gender. Well, last week in, there was a big aliyah up to uh, Karastir, to, to the uh, to the of Shaila Karastira, and they wrote a, a Sefer Torah over there. And he wrote an ice in the Sefer Torah, and I saw the picture. There's somebody sent me the picture. No, the, it wasn't the Sefer holding his hand. He wrote it by himself. The Sefer is not holding his hand, very clearly. So somebody asked me, is is the Sefer Torah kosher apostle? That was the thing. Alakhaira, for it to be puzzle, right, the Mishnah to be Alakha says, he would have to be a mummer, either to Lavay de Zara or Fakhil Shabbos. That would be the simple reading of the of the of the Mishnah Bura. So would you say that somebody who is a mummer Ladavarecha and who Lakhaira flaunts it, or actually flaunts is a strong language, is very public about it, and has gone through a legal marriage ceremony, which is a way of sort of, you know, commemorating it and making it open. Does he have a din of a mumma, or is he just an Ivarave or a Ladavarecha, and therefore would not make a difference? Well, the thing is like this. Besides for, um, besides for mumma, lave, desire, and lechal, shamis, which would, which would give him a din of a guy, even if it's the Teyavin, even if, you know, lechal, shamis, you know, even if he needs it for his parnasa and he really would want to keep Shabbos, but, 
Rashi doesn't because uh, that's it. You got to make a panasa or a vedazara, whatever the case may be. If it came out that he needs it for his particular lifestyle, but he's not doing it, you know, he wouldn't mind keeping the halacha, but he feels that he can't. Such a case, he'd be a guy, even if it's a teavim. If any other mitzvah, it's only if it's lahachas, meaning that he doesn't care either way. Even if you, even when the kosher meat is available for the same price, he'll leave the trace of meat anyway, because he just doesn't believe in this mitzvah. He will not keep this mitzvah. And that's, that's called the mumma lahachas. Even though, even though lahachas implies he's doing it to make Hashem angry, that's the actual halachic definition is, as long as he's doing it without any ulterior motive, he just doesn't care about the mitzvah, then he's a mumma And then even with one mitzvah, he'd be considered a guy, and his, his writing for Seisha among other things, would be possible. That's such a case. Now, again, I don't know the person. If he does keep all the mitzvahs that he... He does keep the mitzvahs in general. It's just this particular isser. He feels that, you know, he doesn't have a choice. He can't get married anyway, whatever the case may be. So that would would seem to be Lateavan. Now, someone might argue, well, if it was just Lateavan, he wouldn't have made it an official marriage. He would have just done it unofficially. But it's hard to know. You'd have to, you'd have to understand exactly what it is. If the child doesn't care about this isser b'chwal, and he's like saying that, you know, this sister, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't exist, that might be called Bahakis, and that would be a problem. You know, if the point is that, no, I, I wouldn't mind keeping this mitzvah, but uh, I don't feel I could, that's called the Te'avin, and, you know, and that wouldn't, that wouldn't pass for him from writing a Sefer Te'ah. As long as he's doing the Te'avin, he blabs so it's not much different than a fellow who steals or does any other Avera. Yeah, so... And the fact that he's ma- he's married, that could be also a tayavin. I mean, people want to feel like they have a stable life. It could be a stable life. They want to have the taxes. It could be, et cetera. They want to be able to buy a house together. Yeah, so it'll be a tayavin, too. If he's like an, you know, if he's like an activist for the cause, that would be, I think, Mahakas. If he's saying, oh, yeah, I'm saying I don't, you know, I'm not uh, trying to promote it. I just, this is what I feel I have to do, and that would be a tayavin. Now, is is an activist really Mahakas? Like, if an activist says... I totally believe in Hashem, but I believe that, you know, people who have this issue should have be respected and have the right to, you know, all other rights and, and not be discriminated against. Does that make it lachas? Depends, you know, it depends on the message, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a able thing, it's a teacher thing, it's, you know, it's a sense of it's hard to get it. If his message is that really this issue really doesn't exist, you know, it's immoral to have this issue, that I would call lachas. If the idea is, listen, some people cannot keep this mitzvah and they should be respected even though, you know, they, you know, you shouldn't expect for them to do it. You know what I'm saying? It really, you know, it's, it's a... If he believes that this mitzvah should not exist, if this mitzvah should not exist, or it's an immoral mitzvah, it's a wrong mitzvah, at that point, he becomes a lahachos for that mitzvah. Yeah. I have a general philosophical question for you. You know, I've seen in shoals where people who do really bad things to other people, right, um, in the business world, etc., they could buy shlishi on Yom Kippur, and nobody says a word, right? And for some reason, when it's, uh, when it's a problem like this, people get all arms up. I mean, the calls I'm going to get after this is going to be ringing, right? And my question is, it, it's true it says Tayev over here, but it says, you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't be dishonest in weights in business. That's also Tayev. I've never heard anybody scream against the dishonest people in business, Tayev, and over here they go off the charts. And, and an argument could be made is that the person who's stealing in business, 
he clearly has choices. He could earn an honest living. He could earn a dishonest living. Whereas if we believe that these people have a genetic predisposition, right, then then it's uh, like and and the better way is a Zaira Kaddish, which we'll quote later, that seems to say that way say that. Then um, they're a little bit more, you know, in a tightest spot. They're, I don't want to say they're Einsim because we say Einis Larais, but they have much less options. So why is that virulent reaction to this particular? And hug as opposed to other research. Well, you know, <laughs> there's 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 a lot, you know, there's a lot what to say, you know, saying that there, there, there's a lot of different one of the reasons for it or the justification for it or that there is a lot what to say. First off, I, I I do reject the notion that some people have to do this. There's no way they could have a normal marriage. I, I do believe, at least in the vast majority of cases, at least they could have a normal marriage if if they would be convinced. That such a thing is is immoral, they would be able to they would be able to um, have a normal marriage, at least in the vast majority of cases. And you know, and um, that's the thing. And the, the point is also, you know, there's a few things. There's a question of whether you know you you, you believe in the you believe in the in, in, in the mitzvah, you believe in the concept. It's just you have the big Sahara and you rationalize. And the question is of not believing in the concept altogether. It is it is a it is a corrupt idea which took hold very, very, very strongly. That you know that this is an alternative lifestyle, that's just as morally valid as uh, as you know as the other way. Some people are this way, some people are that way. This is the way it's supposed to be. That's 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 a, a very wrong, immoral, anti-terror idea. And sometimes people are reacting to that idea as opposed to the particular thing of this person. If a person, if you have a person that's not saying that, you know, he's not identifying himself that way. He just does it because he has a big type of fruit and that people, I think, would be a lot more willing to tolerate than somebody who saying, you know, this, this is me, this is my identification. If somebody, let's say, by business people, you know, he, uh, you know, he joined the mafia and he, uh, that's what he is, that would be a completely different thing than somebody whose business practices aren't good. And the thing is also, when you're dealing with with something like stealing, right? It's something which it's very difficult to, for, for the community to know and be convinced hierarchically that this person is indeed doing the you know doing the wrong thing. Was there you know an accusation is not necessarily true, you know, and a lot of times there's a lot of gray area, etc., etc. You know, maybe there'll be a person or two in the community that believes that way very strongly, but it doesn't mean that's going to be the official position. You know, you have to uh, have a bez in that society as opposed to somebody that goes and he says openly and that's what he is and he's, you know, not hiding it at all. It's a completely different thing. See, there's another big point also. When you're dealing with ostracizing people that are doing the wrong thing, the, it, has to, it has to work. It has to work. You know, when you deal with the general issue, which is today's topic of and how the community should respond to it, the, a communal astrization, a communal, you know, lack of acceptance of something is appropriate when it works and it creates a community standard that people will keep to. Then it's appropriate and beneficial. When it doesn't work, when it's something which, which won't, you know, which won't, uh, won't benefit the community in the long run, then uh, then, then then it's not done. 
that's what you know, the Chazanish says that about the idea that the Gemara says that he says that wouldn't work today. That would work when there's a strong Yiddish society and everybody knows that the Torah is right and everyone knows that Hashem and everyone sees it and everyone feels it. And here somebody goes and rejects all that. It's, he's obviously you know, being very bad and being very corrupt and he has to be ostracized. Everyone will look at his ostracization as in the appropriate way. If you try the minim hamusa of the person today to ostracize them and to, you know, do a, a, a meridna voimalan approach, it would just be looked as terrorism, as, you know, complete, you know, fanaticism, as just intolerance. No one will see it in the way that it's that it, that it's supposed to be seen, and therefore it should not be done. You know, it, it's just the the idea is what will what will help, what will work. Now, it, it is important that the concept. It is important. It's very very important for this kind, and that's how we feel. You know, that there shouldn't be such a thing. And okay. You could be orthodox and you could be gay and that's fine. You know, yeah, just like, you know, right, just like, you know, we, we tolerate people who aren't, you know, who uh, don't dress so sneeze and we tolerate people who go to movies and we tolerate, so we tolerate these people also and like you're saying, it's okay, they, you know, they, no, it's important to understand this is not, this is not okay. The other things are okay. The other things are lapses, you know. People aviate, are a lot of things people don't understand the severity of things a lot of times. They rationalize them over Hector a lot of times. Okay, the HR gets the better of them, but the idea that this is an acceptable, morally valid lifestyle is is uh, is completely an anathema to 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 a Torah lifestyle. It, it's just it cannot coexist. And this was always, and this was self-understood even in the Greenish lifestyle some years ago. Even though, again, an individual that would do it, all right, you know what I'm saying. But it was understood, you know, again. Can't have an official marriage, you know. It's not. That's not moral. It's not right. It's not. It's not. You know. That can't by any stretch be considered a marriage. And that changed in society, and that will definitely make a big pressure for it to change in the Torah society, and that has to be resisted. So, what about having an entertainer like this in front of a from a crowd? Is there any uh, problem with that? You know, it's, it, it, it's it, to me. It depends how militant and active he is about the, about the thing. I mean, obviously, it's not the best thing, right? Obviously, it's not the best to have such a person come and entertain. But let's say we're not talking about, uh, you know, we're not talking about an ideal, you know, B'nai Taira, Rechuli, you know, talking about more of a, uh, a, a crowd that, you know, wants somewhat kosher entertainment. I don't know anything about this individual, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I just know that somewhat what you told me, but um, the question is, would, would I say that it's very, very important to make sure that such a person never addresses a firm, firm audience? To me, it would seem how much is he identified with with this thing, with his marriage to another man, etc. If that's, you know, if that's him, if that's what he's wearing on his sleeve, I would say it is important that you know, that should be accepted. You know, it, the, the only way I could see that, you know, that, that, and not that it would be okay, but it would be, you know, that that, that there would be an, uh, an idea of Ein Limchais is if that's something which he does privately, it's incidental, something that people don't know, you know, that the majority of people wouldn't know about, you know. So, okay, if, if you have an entertainer that in his own lifestyle is not keeping the terror, you know what I'm saying? Okay, <laughs> it has its, has its problems, but, you know, then you might argue, well, 
Is it worse than this? Is it worse than that? Is it worse than the other thing? But if he is a symbol of that, I would say that he shouldn't, uh, I would say it is very important that uh, that we shouldn't be. Okay, so let me go to a more, a more, um, more hoi polloi uh, question. You have initial somebody, he like, you know, he, uh, he's semi-shamer Shabbos, he, he's hard as in the right place, he maybe doesn't know too much, just ignorant. Um, can you give him an aliyah? We had an hour show for years, a fellow. He was he came from Russia. He didn't know anything. Like Mama, he never heard of Avramovino. Like there was for, for for 80 years in Russia, 100 years in Russia. You know, if you were religious, you can get killed. His parents didn't never tell. Came here. He's married to a to a non-Jew. And um, can you give him an oil? If he's coming to Jew, yeah. Maybe it's two questions. You know, the, the halachic question about giving him an oil. You know, what I'm saying. If, that is a question if he's a Mechal Shabbos with a Hesu by giving him an Aliyah. But if he's keeping Shabbos to the best of his understanding, then um, that could take care of the problem of Mechal Shabbos with a Hesu. You know, if he's coming to Shul, implying that he believes in Hashem and he wants to be a part of the Jewish people, he just doesn't know too much and he's not interested in getting divorced from his wife. It's too much of a lifestyle change for him. And uh, But he does want to be part of it. And... He wouldn't be considered a Mechal Shammah Sefer because at least in the shul, you know, for the people of the shul, he will keep Shabbos to, uh, to the best of his understanding. You know what I'm saying? I would say you should give him a Leah. What about, um, it, it came a yard site. He wants to daven for the Ahmed uh, on the day of the yard site for his parents. Could he do that? You know, he knows, he knows the words of the Tefillah. You know, it seems, you know, if someone... He can bumble, he can, he can bumble his way through it. And it's clearly and it's clearly meaningful to him. And he already has if he could if he could actually down with an omen, that would imply he already does have some knowledge. Now again, if he's if he's knowledgeable but, but he just you know, he says, All right, I'm gonna learn about it, you know what I'm saying, but I'm really not interested in keeping it. You know, that's a bit of a question. I mean again, the lack of question I would think is only two cases. If he's a Mahal Shabbos Fafasia or if there are some instances he's clearly not a Mahal Shabbos Fafasia. And when you say does he know the ICS, he has like a Russian translation, which is could be a little bit rough honestly. Yeah, translation, yeah. But down some it'll be it'll be hard. I mean, you know, depending on the show. You know, some shows wouldn't some shows, you know, the it wouldn't fit with the with the um with the standard of the shul, and you know, it just you know just wouldn't happen, and, uh, and those shuls you know wouldn't work. You know, some shuls it just it just wouldn't work. You know, the shul, the, 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 the people of the shul would need a balsila that would be you know more proficient, and more that would damage the you know, it depends, so, it depends a lot on the shul. I mean, in other words, even though even though the shulchan aruch says shat sarach shiyahagrain shiyarekan meaveres shleitzel of shemra kavua. Mostly, that, that, that's more about a shatz kavua, that somebody who, um, who lives people on a permanent basis, someone who has the outside and, and is happening, we're not marked on that. Now, Ramosha writes, Misha Shmuasei Ra Be'ezid Varavera, Be'em B'dvarim Shepinam L'Haveri B'dvarim Shem Adam L'Makayim E'menichem Aisib L'Espal. How would you, as a Rav Paskin, what's called Shmuasei Ra Be'ezid Varavera? Yeah, I would have to see it inside, but I, I, I would think what he's referring to is that somebody who really should know better, you know. He has the has the proper education and upbringing, and gave him to his aid Sahara. And you know, we see him now as somebody who's, uh, you know, who's in violation of of the Torah in a way that, with things that everybody understands, is an avera, and he's doing it because you know his aid Sahara got the best of him. And 
you know, and it's important to maintain a standard and not allowing it to down for Rabban. But like I said, when it comes to Maisa, you have to really understand if that's going to make things better, if that's going to work or not. It is something very important for, you know, our community, and, you know, we have to keep it. And if somebody is a pirate together, someone is doing things which don't fit with what the, what the standards of the community have, then, uh, then it's important to, to make that clear. And, you know, he's going to, you know, if you're not keeping the rules, you're not going to get the privileges. You know, that's an important thing in society in general and in terror society in specifics. And, uh, right. But if, if the point is, if it doesn't make sense, it won't, it won't help the kill, it won't help the color, it won't help the player, it won't help Kalisrael to insist on certain standards. It just won't work. And, uh, you know, then then you're gonna to have to uh, then you're gonna to have to relax the standards and say, okay, you know, we can't expect everyone to be perfect. And I'll tell you what, 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 what this is line, you know, yeah. and, and it's consistent what we have in the Chazish and Yerid Beisim and Beis. You got to do what's good for the business <laughs> with these things. No, no, it, it's not. That's not a hard and fast rule. Sometimes the halachas that you can't violate violate even if you think it's bad for the business. But in general. You, you gotta do what you, you gotta do. What's good for the business? If 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 it's ultimately it's good for the business to ask yourself, that's what we'll do. You know what I'm saying? And if the individual, you know, is gonna fall out, that's you know that's life. But if ultimately putting everything in the whole picture, it's not gonna be best for the businesses, you know, to look away from things, right? And you know, the rabbanim and the gedolei are the ones that have to guide the killer what works and what doesn't. Here's here's where I got stuck. In this particular case, right? You could look at it and say, Oh my goodness, the guy's married and he said so, blah blah blah. The other way to look at it is he flew seven thousand miles to Karastir, where my understanding is there are no four seasons or Hilton's either. Um so it's a pretty miserable flight, you know, stay over there but just to, to Davin by somebody's so clearly there's a real there's a some some there's a spark that's kindled, right? So when do we say you know, we have to do what's best for, you know, people, the community, or when do we say, you know, let's have empathy and recognize that the person's real. You know, having him, allowing him to write a letter in the Sefer I think is different than hiring him, you know, to be an entertainer or, or such a thing. That, that's, you know, hiring to maintain is much more of an endorsement. Again, if, if, if the lifestyle is somewhat public, it's much more of an endorsement of the lifestyle. And really that we just can't do. But like you say, he came. You know, and that, that's the point, you know, a little bit of the point about, you know, that came to show. He came to show, you know, saying he's here. You know, they, they had a, you know, the, the Jewish observer used to write a story about the Chazanish. They wrote it several times. And I really do like the story a lot. And I'm going to say the story the way I understand it. That there was somebody who hung around the Chazanish, a bacher, who was not, 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 a, uh, not keeping the Torah properly. Now, let's, let's imagine, again, they didn't say this, you know. He goes to movies, he goes to beaches, he does, you know what I'm saying? He's, you know, maybe doesn't even make sure to die three times a day. I don't know what it was. But he wasn't, uh, and the Chazanish was very friendly with him. And someone told the Chazanish, do you understand? Do you realize what this Bacha does? And he said, listen, you can't expect everyone to be perfect. And he says, so why are you so against groups of Eden that are, that are, uh, that have that same standard? And why do you talk so strongly against them? And he says, because by them, that's their principle. That's their shita. In other words, this Bachar is coming to the Chazanish. He's being friendly to the Chazanish. What does he see in the Chazanish? He sees somebody who's a tremendous masmid. He sees somebody who's a tremendous medaktik alacha. And that's what he likes. His lifestyle is nowhere near that. But that's what he's coming for. You've got to be friendly to him. People in a 
in a group, in a community, which look at the Chazanish as a fanatic, like, what's he spending hours and hours and hours over one, like, what's he doing so medactical, like, you know, a holier-than-thou, uh, you know, those people aren't, you know, I'm not going to have anything to do with them, because that's their shita, that's a problem. But this Baruch listen, this is, this is the way he grew up, this is the way he is, he probably wants to be better, you know what I'm saying? So that's a little bit the question here, right? If you have somebody who personally is, is, is not doing well, but he has, you know, he has, he has, he, he, the reason why he's coming to Karistir to write a letter in the Sefer Torah is because this is what he, this is what he, this is what he idealizes. This is what he, this is what he likes. He's not up to it. Okay, right? A certain amount, you're going to have to look away from what he's doing and understand what he's here for. If he's here to say, listen, you can't exclude me. I do this and I'm proud of it, and I still could write a letter. That thinking I have to reject. You know what I'm saying? If someone could say, "Listen, I could be a friend of the Chazanish, and I do this and that because because uh, because the Chazanish has to accept this type of behavior," it's, you know, that the Chazanish will never accept it. You know, <laughs> then you don't belong here. What about Legabi Zimun? It happens to me not infrequently where I invite to the Shabbos table, rightly or wrongly, people I'm trying to be Makarab Rav Ashban, and you have a person, he's a very esteemed person, and he uh, knows a little bit about Yiddishkeit, and he could lead the Zimun on a Friday night. Right? He's a Mahal Shabbos professor. He'll drive to the house on Shabbos. I follow various Hatayrim to allow that. And uh, this is a very esteemed person, and I'm trying to show him what a Shabbos table is. Could you have a person like this with Zimun? You have the halacha question, the Ashkafa question. The halacha question would seem to me it's a problem if he's a Mahal Shabbos. Except the Washington of the Mishnah Bura is Mishu Rasha Vaivar Averis Bafahesia. Like, he's for sure Ivar Averis Bafahesia. Is he a Russia? I mean, I have big grounds to say he's not a Russia. I mean, and I'll just rattle them off at Islam. One is Tinnik Shinishba. Secondly, you have the, the same Chazanish that you're quoting, who says that um, who says that today to, he, the Mishnah brings it too, and in, in, in Havas Chesed he says the only way somebody's a Russia is if you him and he brings them around Lublin and says nobody knows how to be Mechiach Bismanaz, etc. So we have two reasons to say he's he's certainly ever Averis. Is he considered a Russia? Two very but good. The problem is that there's a technical thing of Mechal Shamisafesh, even if he's not a Russia, which would which would exclude him. You know, if if you know. Would it be Mechal Shabbos in front of you? It seems like you're saying that, yes. You know, if there are people that he wouldn't be Mechal Shabbos in front of, there's grounds to say that he's not called the Mechal Shabbos. Yeah. yeah. There is, and I was going to ask you that question. The, 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 the Shulchan Aruch, the, the, the Mishtabur, which brings an Erev, and I forgot which Simon, that um, when you're trying to see who's Mavathal Rishus, he brings the Gemara in Erev, and that says that the person who wasn't Machal Shabbos in front of Rebbe, even if it was Machal Shabbos, the Rebbe said, that's not called a Machal Shabbos because he's not Machal in front of me. If there's somebody he won't be Machal Shabbos in front of, that's not, do you use that halacha? What the, what the Mishtabur, use an Erev, and we use it like I did a Machal Shabbos, the yeah, I, I believe so. You know, for an actual fact, you know, we'd have to deny it exactly, but um, there's definitely grounds to use it. I can't tell you. I wouldn't want to say at this point for sure that that's the halacha of Sukkah. Yeah, yeah. But there's definitely, you know, definitely a. But you hold that if somebody's a mahal Shabbos b'fehesia because he's a tenik shenishba, you hold has a din of a mummer. I believe so. I believe, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like uh, I believe so. But um, but again, if he's you know if he's already you know, if he's you know if he's a somewhat shaymer shabbos and that then already you know then already has to be my anymore. But um, so you know so uh, so if he's even you know what I'm saying I, I would advise somebody who has guessed that mechalas shabbos perhaps it could be you know to uh, make a practice of you know I, I'm the one that leads the zeman that way it wouldn't be a 
it wouldn't be clear. No, so even though even though Michal Shabbos if he was a Tinnik Shanishba, right? Um, he's, he he brings a carbon, like it says in Kol Gadol, and Yimitzuva Lachayosai, and Yimachal Shabbos for him, right? Joining us from Crown Heights is Parav Yosef Bron. He's the Moradastra of the Besden of Crown Heights. He has a popular website called Ask the Rav. Welcome, Rav Yosef. Welcome to you. So, Rabbi Yosef, what's the policy of Chabad, or at least of your Bezdin? Who's called the Tayyavin and who's called the Hachis? Okay, so I probably have to make some, some clarifications over here. Um, and you said it very well in your question. I'm not speaking on behalf of Chabad, but I could speak in general in terms of halachic terms. In, in these kind of things, we have a general cause, Hakalafimashu Adam, Lafiyamakam, Lafiyazman, and these things change from one generation to another generation and from one place to another place. And to take, for example, the Karayim, where the Ramam wrote one thing, then he wrote another thing, and then the Radvaz said what the Ramam wrote is not relevant today, and then someone wrote afterwards what the Radvaz wrote is not relevant. So it depends on a lot of things. I mean, if you're talking about the concept of Mumer in, in halacha, so in, in, in the Dinam of Mumer, which brought Shachar and where the technically a, a yid is allowed to be biting the sakin of a mumu to the echel nevelis, and over there, right, Amasar, Simchadosh, and you all say that depends that today's day and age, the base is different. It could be a pirtza; you have to make a gather. So this is a very, very broad question, and it depends really on on on, on what we're talking about. There's so many different areas where this can make so, a minute. So let's go through it because Chabad, being involved in Kirov, has to deal with all of it, right? So the case that we started with, which was the question that came to us, was somebody is quote-unquote, married to a man. Uh, 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 he's, 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 uh, he's a Mishka right? And he's married to a man, but he does other mitzvahs. He comes to Shalom Shabbos, he, he buys an estrig and a lulav, but he's, you know, he, he speaks about it openly. Is that called a lahachis or a l'tayavin? So the definition of lahachis and halacha, let's talk in strict halachic terms, is which means he has a choice. And he could have the heter and the iser equally. There's no advantage of one over the other. He's not doing it for his pleasure. He's not doing it because he doesn't find kosher meat. He's not doing it because this is more tasty, cheaper, easier to get. And generally, that cloud is not lost. If we know if a person is lucky oven or the we assume the person is lucky oven. It's only when the mamash everything is equal. We also have a cloud in halacha that if a person, something is not like a heter, or, then it's also not called lachas. And today's day, Nezhar HaShulchan says everybody just does things in their hergulatimadas. And this is in our, in our generation where pritzus, in particular in the area that you're mentioning, is so ruggled and the policy of these things should be out in the open. The real question is not so much Matzadat Lutavna Lahachas, because most likely a person is not going to engage in such behavior just because Lahachas is, if this is in the gather of what we call Oysa Avedis Biadramo. Maybe that's what you're asking. Well, I'm asking really two things. I'm asking one is that the Shulchan Aruch in Kuftan, Zion, talks about a case where a person does an Avera Bitzmedius. And when he doesn't have Arab, it's medius, the halach is leimalin. It's leimaridin, but leimalin. So it's sort of like, you know, uh, like, roi behem agasa in Eretz Yisrael, right? Hidakas, it says, or somebody's oisa averis, but it's medius, the halach is leimalin. I'm going to take this off a bit of a different angle, because we often... And let me just finish the point. The point would be then, if somebody is just so indifferent, right? So it rises, you know, in other words... But medius means I'm indifferent to it. I just don't care. I don't really look. Whereas if somebody goes in and he's shavikater, he has a choice, a cheeseburger and a regular burger, and he thinks, and he says, I'm taking the cheeseburger. That's lahachas. But the guy just, they're both in front of him, and he doesn't even say, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to check the wrapper. I don't care, whatever it is. We, it actually is. Ha- we have actually such a gathering in the shach, where the shach says that he's not... Uh, 
he's not a mumal hashes, and he's not like the oven. He's in the hashes, but other ben eichlis or ben eichlis. Right. That's sort of, I guess, if you call that in some yeah. middle stage. But the problem is that a lot of these things, it, there's, there's a whole other element. You know, it, it goes from one extreme to another extreme. On the one hand, Mishkazacher is called Teva, and there's a few other extremes called Teva. Tayyuhuba, and like the Mishra explains, because the person that starts doing it, not, you can't say it's Lanhas, because there's no natural Lanha in it. We have, we have that concept. But that was, by the way, that, that was written a long time ago, when, long even, time ago. when even medicine believed the same thing, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm just mentioning, I'm putting that, to, yeah. putting that out there. I'm not saying this is a... And then we have the, <laughs> the Sakharit extreme, in today's day and age, where... where it's the Chemet, right? So today's day and age, we say that everybody's looking at them because today's Befkate and Nikolu. There's Befkate is all over the world. It brings them quite a few to the Spanish thing. And in this particular area, that's the shit of today. That's the shit of medicine. That's the legal shit. That's the shit all over. So we're in the Gemara. It's considered a mitzvah. They're not causing Ksubal Eschadim. Oh, interesting kind of mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah. They're doing an Aveda, just not doing. There's a famous word. I don't know which one of the Balaam Muslims said it. That when a person does an Aveda, and a Tutus a Bissel Heshonecha Mitzvah. So he's not right. he's, he's not writing Ksubal Eschadim. You know, even the Goyim understood, let's not sanctify it. Let's not put it, put it down in writing. Let's not make it official. Today's day and age, the whole shit is, that's to go out in public. So if a person's going out in public, that means, I mean, you have a guy who's going out in public and doing Avedis Biyadrama, which I don't know if that's called Biyadrama. Biyadrama, I believe, means Lahachis, or whatever. We can go into that if we want. And then you have people, you mentioned Rabbi Hamadaka, and there's a, there's a mistake that we think in our society that somehow... Um, Certain Avedas are considered worse than other Avedas. They're worse in some regards. But Rebbe Himadak is, is, uh, is quite serious in Halacha, more serious than, than uh, uh, let's put, put things in the context. What's the Aveda of the Rebbe Himadak? He does it all the time, right? Because Shoyna Beitana, like you mentioned. So the Yosef says, what about a guy who's Eichel Nevelos? He also eats Nevelos all the time. What's the Chilton of Rebbe Himadak and Eichel Nevelos? So one Tera says, yeah, he's Eichel B'Shas Achila, and this is all the time. But the preacher says a vart, and that's a very important vart over here. The preacher says that Rebbe Hamadak is Rala Briyat. And if you're Rala Briyat and you take money from someone who's like a din, I don't care if it's Lachas, you're losing the mile of Eid. So you can have a child that was found on the street in a place where it's Rubem Goyim. You don't know if it's Eid or a Goyim. We treat him like a Goyim. Let him marry a Shiksi. It's not like Yip Shabbos. Come to Pekoach Nefesh. Then we're Chosh Lamiut. And we have to Mechal Shabbos. Even on Shabbos, even though we treat him normal like a Goyim. This Rebbe Hamadak was a Hamish Eid. Uh, but he's whatever, he plays around, he plays stick. Such a person, because of Taivus Amon, and because he's Rala Briyas, he loses, in theory, again, I'm just not Halakha Lamaisa, Halakha Lamaisa, today's day and age, with people are made of Ashram, it's hard to, you know, implement these Halakhas. This person, in a way, is much worse than the, than the, than the Mishka Zachanik. So, I just want to put things in perspective over there. So, so in your opinion, would marriage or such some type of flaunting would that either would that be considered a you know like the Rambam Hilchas Chuvarites or another Savedizar or somebody who flaunted would either of them rise to the level of a, of a Mumalatayavin? Generally speaking, again, it's very hard to say. It's, it's a case by case, and sometimes because you know you have Bikam Matzah Gadar Bagedar, a person's coming into a firm community who got it from education, and he's coming and he's standing and, he, and he's and he's flaunting this Aveda, and we have to maybe and he's showing the lifestyle which is against Aveda. And it's a certain thing which is which is so part of, and I have to elaborate about the the the, the priests in this. So we have to put down our foot. But the, in terms of the gather of halacha, you, know, you mentioned the Ramah Hilchos when he says Oisavedus Yadrama, says Kriya Yakim. And Ramah couldn't find any other example of someone else that did Avedus in in, in Tanakh. So what's the, what's the thing about Yoyakim? Yoyakim, we find about him that he was Chakik Shem Avedusara Alamasay on his Eved Abris, or according to another opinion, was Chakik Shem Shemayim. He was bald, he made a He didn't just burn a Seisha Tega. Uh, but the, more than that, I found in a tzid, and the tzid actually writes this, in, that Yoyakim's son is that he said, I want to make the Eibishta angry. 
the Medis says, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says, a guy who's beferhetzi, because that's the culture to do things with Haretzia, he really would have fallen into this category, other than the fact that, let's say, the Chasho, we have to do the Migdar Milsa. Right. So let's talk about Chabad. When when Friar people come to uh, to a Chabad house, and they're trying to be Makara of people who, they drove to Shul, the Mahal Shabbos Befehesia, do they give them Aliyah in Shul? Again, I'm, I'm going to make that, that clarification again. Because obviously, every Chabad Shul will do something different. I could talk Toyota's Clovis of Justice Nemen, I could talk, you know, with that cloud. Okay, I, I, I want, we, we understand that you're not speaking on behalf of Chabad, but as just somebody who's, who's malumid and... behalf of Chabad, because every shlich will do things... I understand, but somebody who's malumid and somewhat entire Chabad, you're dying yeah, by Chabad. No, 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 so would you I'm, give yeah. a, a guy drives to show, and, and I've been to Chabad shows, you know, I've been in Yehupitz, and, and you, you're diving in Chabad over there, it's the only... It's the only so you're asking about an Alilatite, I'll talk specifically about I just want to go through, there are going to be many Shluchim listening, and they have an opportunity to listen to a Talmud Chacham to explain. There, a, a guy drove to Shul, his mom is very interested, he donates, his mom is a tinnikshinish for betachlas, based on gurnish, right? You want to be makar of him, you want to give him an aliyah, he's a it's going to be true. Are you or are you not? He's a machal Shabbos, but for Hesia. Do you know right? Yeah, in a Chabad house setting where there's no chizuk nesinus yatsayvid avedet again haklafia adam azman vaish v'hamakim where the, we would be soimich a lot of Chabad houses would be soimich and, it, and it's very justified. It's actually um, often get a letter of the Rebbe about this. Would be soimich on the shit is that it's okay to give an alila to even from the Chal Shabbos. The Chacham Tzvi who talks about the Chacham Tzvi's lashon is if you look at the Chacham Tzvi he says because el chachil l'Hashem ekivim meira das gadol mizeh. You know this is coming from a chil l'Hashem perspective. When you're talking about a person who's coming to shul, he's actually coming to shul. Why is he coming? the shul because he wants to become from. So, in fact, the ready to say this time, not the original say this time, the later say this time, when he's back to say this time, it actually makes this chilek, but if he's coming to say Kaddish, of course you should let him do it. Reb Moshe makes the chilek and he says, his bracha is a bracha, but try not to do it as much. Yom Nerai, maybe there's more place to give him aliyah. Kazanishte says, far as that he said, if a person comes to Davin, that means he has a zika, he has a regish for Yiddish guys. There's a story with the... With but the, but the, I just want to, I want to, I want to differentiate the marshal in Shechita, a mumala teyavin, but the Yisrael, I'm at Al-Gabav, you're allowed to do it, right? But by a mummer, you're not allowed to, or, for example, or Machal Shabbos Pesahesia. Officially, Machal Shabbos Pesahesia. Right. You know, so a guy that. drove to Shul. He has a dinner of Machal Shabbos Pesahesia. So even he's... from the perspective of a dinner of Machal Shabbos Pesahesia, there's a lot of clarifications over there. There's a shit of the Bala Itzir that's only for somebody that's Karka. There's the idea that if he's misbited... It's not, it's not accepted. That's not accepted by the Paiskim, though. No, no. As a, as a Tzidif, it's very often brought as a Tzidif. Okay. As a Tzidif, we bring the fact that the famous El Yerada in Shim but I'm saying, but, but my point is, I, I think that I think some of these people would do it in front of anybody. They don't know. They would drive to the Rebbe's minion. It, it could be. I'll, I'll tell you an interesting story. There was someone who... I, could you just explain for the Olam what the, 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 the Leo Rabbi and the Mishnah brings it in Shin and the Gemara Rabbi? Because a lot of people are not, we're talking shorthand. Could you just be tell the people what we're talking about? Basically, basically the idea is if a person is based on the Gemara, a person is, is embarrassed, knows he's a Mechal Shafaret in the sense that it's near Sodom Yisrael or Yedeshi Yisparsim. But he has limitations. He has a certain uh, edelkeit that he won't go in front of the Gadol Hadar. He won't go and he won't be Mechal Shabbat. And that itself minimizes him from, from the regular term of Mechal Shabbat. There, there, there was a guy that the Rebbe actually asked him his minion. He wanted him the person. The comment the person made was, uh, there was a, a long story. I'm not going to go into all the details. Somebody went to the, to the Caribbean Isles, I think it was. And he found the guy. And the guy was Alta Haim Shahid. 
So a story, he came back, he came to New York, and the Rebbe asked, you should give him an aliyah in my minion, and I wanted to get the aliyah right before my, my aliyah. The Rebbe's aliyah was always master, that's the Chabad Minion, the Rebbe wants him to get after Shvi. And the guy's life turned around, and we have, you know, we have Kehina Rabbi stories like that. When the Rebbe was asked about giving an aliyah, the Rebbe's response is a very cryptic letter. The Rebbe says it depends, the person who's getting the aliyah, depends on the shul, depends on the impression I'll make on the people in the shul. Uh, some people make a chilik if it's, you know, Rishon, Rishon or Achren, or to any of the other aliyahs, if it's a chashash eva, there's a, the, the, the closing of the was on a boat, um, and he was later asked about him Belzer, and there was a person over there with a Machal Shabbos, and he decided it was the right thing at this stage to be Mitzkat of him, and give him the Aliyah. And he asked about him Belzer, Baron Belzer said, yeah, G'rech is the Gitan. The stories by G'dayli Yisrael, they did that. They told us, and when that happens, it'll happen, yes, to know how to look a bit out of the back sometimes. No, but I'm saying, I'm just with you, how logically, if somebody would be Machal Shabbos, if I have to in front of anybody, right? So, Dinei Kimumur Lachal Davar, can you give to be makar of the person an aliyah? That's really the question. I want. So, so following following the principle of of the fact of the bnei tzim, the skanar, the three days, all the places say that today is day nei, all the nekesh and yisbul, and they said that all the principles of chal shal tamol, the bnei tzim wants to use it even for yain nesach, for stam yenum. So, which is extreme. But it's, it's very not. It's not on ginam alalach of the bnei And again, and but the bnei tzim is a lot of persons are matad of that. So we and let me just tell you what 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 the rav is talking about the bnei tzim. The bnei tzim lived in Germany. The 1800s, early 1800s, and he, <clears throat> he was one of the first. He was dealing with, a, 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 you know, a community that had become fry. They would come to show. They would go home and make Kiddush and then go to their businesses and run their businesses the whole Shabbos. And this is in a place where it only started its concept. Today's day and age, these people never heard of Shabbos. Right, and the Benyutin was Machadish, and the Benyutin was Machadish, and was a, made a big rush in the world when he wrote it. He said, since you see that they're coming to Shul, and since you see that they're making Kiddush, you can't call them a Machal Shabbos. You could say that... The says that the three day age was later, and the Skana Aden was later, they yeah. all bring this down, bring this down Halacha. Yeah. The right? It's right, Rotsuli, it's right not to give him a Leah. Again, this is, this is a... Just saying... So, so, bottom line is, you're saying that even for somebody who's a Mechal Shabbos for Hesia, you would be Saimach on the Binyan Sian and say you're trying Not to make care of the Binyan Sian. And, and all the other person that say, I mean, even the Shem the Chazanish is brought, that said if he comes to Shul that, I, that, he, that he has a Hergish. And it's not the same thing. I mean, I, do you believe everything that doesn't say that there? No. But if you have other places that say the same thing. But, and he, say, he doesn't say that like I'd be giving an aliyah if he's a Mechal Shabbos for Hesia, does he? He just, he just says that, he just says that today there's no, he says like I'd be the dinner, I think, of Ein Meriden, of Ein Malin. He says today there would be no... I know the story you're referring to. Yeah, let me, let me see that. In the Maisei issue, in. They bring that. Um, there's a true based Davids and the later based Davids, not the original based Davids. He brings some Rikshua Belder, few great Sadiqs, that he saw they gave at least to Machal Shabbos. Machal Shabbos Tarasia. So there was such a. What would you do if a Machal Shabbos came in and it was it was, was site and he wanted to daven for Ahmed to say Kaddish? Daven for Ahmed is, 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 a, you know, is a stronger level, is a level up from. from uh, from Ali Lutaira. Um, I guess it's three days. Being a Tarif to a Minion, let's, let's you know, put things for the... Yeah, let's talk about the three levels. Yeah, being a Tarif to a Minion. Uh, a Minion, his next level up is Ali Lutaira, and well, they're pretty much the same, And but there's one level up, and the next level, of course, to give him a position, whether position Bechlal or Shlich Tzil of because the position Bechlal is giving him some type of covet and honor, uh, a Gabi or Shamash even, but he or Shlich Tzil, especially, who we're looking after to have someone with a Shlich Tzil and Hagun, 
who's uh, supposed to be better than everybody else in Pirkei Nani, has a whole list of qualifications, whether it's Bakroy or Bakriyas, and now we want him to be uh, a Shlich Tzim, a guy who's Alpidin, Dina Kriyav Dabay Zal Chal Dabay Kigoy. That's like, so, uh, in, there's an interesting story that Malamad Lahoyal, who's a Rav in, in Germany too, writes that in, even uh, even in Ungarin, that's the Lashon that he writes, Ashila Bu Ungarin, there will be Metzadah to a minion in Mechal Shabbat Bifadesia. Because Kim Ashkenaz, and he doesn't mean there's any halacha different in Germany and in Hungary, he means in terms of social norms, that in, in, in Hungary there would be Messiah such person coming in, and then he writes even more, that by him it was a Dover Pashat that such a person shouldn't go for the Ahmed. And there was a guy, he says, who was an oval by me, Balabatim in our Kehillah, Kalabati Throw, that he writes in a Tshuva. And um, he went to the Ahmed. His store was open on Shabbos, and the Gabbai knew how to be Messiah, and then told him it's not a good idea, there'll be a Rinun. Anyhow, so he dropped it in the Thurman. Then he went to Hebrew Shas, I guess that's a more ultra Orthodox minion. And the Gabba the Khard Hashem, he let him go to Ramad. Believe Shumaniya. And I asked the Gabba later, why didn't they stop him? So that's the meaning over him, Yam Kadwanda they Samedas, they don't stop such a person and he'll give Hashem when he mukam imam. <laughs> you see how I mean not, so let's just go not through consider the more liberal Pisic, so to speak. I understand yeah, but <coughs> but let's go the Shulhanara says Shatz Sarafshiahagain. I guess that's going to be a pretty hard job to find. But yeah, Ramesha writes. Okay. Right. And Ramesha writes. I mean, Ramesha writes that Misha writes that Misha You don't let him dab him. I mean, the argument. So again, is certainly a level up. The Rebbe was, uh, had a problem with. I mean, if you told him the Chabad policy, the Rebbe spoke a few times about this about not dabbing for the and Mechal Shabbos for and Fakir that's going to be Mechadim to Tshuva by showing him by understanding what I'm doing with that Kanoi with that Kishon, if to tell him that he's not Yeroi for this level, a person could understand also that Dam Fanon is a position. And even even a person who's not from understands this is a sort of a level up. He doesn't know the halakhic terminology, but he knows we're giving him a job to represent the entire Tzibur. And if we're so, this is the but again, it's a personal being signing on those days. In a place, because strictly speaking, the minute you're saying the person's a tinnik shenish, but you're not treating them like a machal of Shabbos, it's not going to make much, much So let me, let me ask you another question. In Chabad, and, and, and I imagine there's many different, um, would, you invite some, would, you, would you invite somebody for Shabbos who you know is going to drive and will not stay by you? Yes, I, I personally, again, I, I personally don't know the answer for that, unless, unless there's an option at least. They make, putting out that option, the option is a realistic option. Let's you say know, that, right? they're not, that you, you, you don't have the ability to ask them to stay by you, and you don't plan on staying by you. So the art price can that I make all is based on an Abkiva Ege, a famous Abkiva Ege, but again, it's a fetish move. It does not apply when you're trying to... Makif and Nikif, yeah. Makif and Nikif, yeah. But, but, uh, and they give the muscle with the surgeon who's cutting off a hand, and one of the Achrenes, my name, give that muscle. I have a problem with that, strictly speaking. I mean, the Ramesha called it a mesis. I mean, it's a good machlech from the Shainim. If the story, if Mesa's only by Avedazara, it applies to all other Yisudim too, from the story of Einstein and Mesa, no story of Chava. But, but uh, it's, it's a, now you're entering into a real serious list in Yiddishayla, because you're asking the person to say, I want you to drive. That's what you're asking him. You're not just um, allowing him. But that's, what, but that's what they bring from Kivag. In other words, if the goal is to be Mamayat Bisurim, there's no lift there either. So. But, but, now, but now we're entering in a Shaila of a Daraisa, and the Kivag, again, there's a big enough given between asking the person to do something, or, as it takes out, in this name, there's a lot of Madrigas. I understand that, but the case, of Rame, or the case of Rabbi Kiveg, I think, is also where you're asking somebody to be makif, the isha, the makif, the ish. That's also what we're asking. There is, the, 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 those who are makil say, 
I'm, either means I'm putting a stumbling block in front of somebody. Am I helping them or am I causing them it's to get hurt? The question is they were using an argument that I'm helping them, which is a, it's a long-term argument, and we have a special commander from Shim Vav. We can try to save a, a, a new uh, uh, girl that was, was caught... Uh, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Be'er Sheva over there and the, the Taz. And uh, so we have a Shabbos 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 but it's, it's a very far cry because you know we could stop people could be, start being over on the student, student the Yeah, but this is, uh, but, the, uh, I mean, this person would be would be at McDonald's that night or going to a movie regardless. Uh, you know, and, I, and, 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 and so, 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 so it's much so that way it's much better than the case. It's much better than the case in Shinvav where this would be, this is a, from a girl or this is somebody who wouldn't be doing anything. Right. You know what I mean? I'm curious. What do you? What do you? Do you? Do you or don't you? I advise people um, not not to invite people. So what about a shul? What about a shul that's open Friday night and they know a lot of them espalim are going to drive. If they would be closed, they wouldn't drive. What do you tell the shul? So there's a big difference between having a shul or inviting someone. They're not going to invite when you're actually asking the person to be advised. Can you send out on the email? This is when we're davening Friday night. This person's on your membership. When you know, oh, they're going to walk in and they're going to come. Okay, this is where we're touching to that that uh, very very great area. I know that, for example, like, even though Chabad is very into um, trying to cut up as much as possible, everything we can with Chabad and Lefeira, there was a case in Melbourne where there was hakafas that took place uh, where people drove hakafas. And uh, because it was a big event, they made a big, like a big kiddush with a big uh, tararam, and they never wrote any other big tikkun for what happened. And this is extreme. And the eighth is not not to, not to cancel the conference event, but rather in the newspaper we put in the ads for the conference event next year. Right, people should come and drive. <laughs> this is a right. You know, it's a little bit like Sirius Imer this Shiloh, right? What do you have? You have Sirius Hayamim and Sirius Hashuas. You have serious hashanim and serious hayavlosos. Do you look at the little picture? Or do you look at the big picture? Look at the big picture, and that's right. and that's why you need a lot of shikla. Yeah. So much what about zimun? It happens to me all the time. I have people that come for Shabbos. They're they're They don't know anything. You know, they don't know who Avraham Avinu Billy is. Real and and you want to give them the sinner. They think it's going to be an order. They'll read it. They'll transliterate. Before before we go to the zimun, I just want to make a clarification of something which is extremely important. And that is, um, maybe you're going to come to that. Or maybe it might be another question you can ask further. All these hetatim that we're giving for kids, there's a big enough in between trying to be kind of the person and doing something which gives some type of gishpanka or hexer on the person's behavior. And that's where there has to be a very, very strong shikla uh, dasna if you're getting into that area. I don't know if you wanted to get into that question or maybe go ahead. Explain the point. In other words, um, we can be kind of a person and we do everything possible to be kind of even with Torah. But to, to give a haskama to a behavior which is anti-Torah behavior, if, if, if anything you're doing can be interpreted as a hexer on what the person is doing, then that we run into a very serious shaila. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in Khalifa, I mean, there's, in Khalifa also we find that this Rav Khalifa, we have the Gemara says, Mutl Hakna for the Shalom Leil Mazer, and the example is from Yaakov Avinu, Kiroit Paneil Kim and he said this to Esau, which was a Yisrael Mummer, which was Kaifa Batis Hanesim, he was a Rishig Apatitis. And we also have the same Gemara which says, Inal Gunachna for the Shalom, and Hanifa, at least the Hanifa where the person is, is uh, giving some type of, uh, under, making the person understand that what he's doing is fine, certainly if it's Hanifa Barabim, with Dan Barabim, then that, that gives a, a, a hesha. Someone once wrote to the Rebbe, and we were talking about Chabad, I mentioned, someone asked the Rebbe, he was asked to stay in a house which has a television. And he wrote to the Rebbe, he doesn't know if he's allowed to stay in such a home, because the Gemara says in Kulin, I mean, today's day, I guess we would say unfiltered internet. <laughs> the Gemara says in Kulin that um, the Rebbe wanted to stay, but that... Um, 
about a piece of vineyard. The Rebbe asked the principal to save him, and he said, because he had these uh, mules, the traders, which they, uh, they're dangerous. So how could I be in a house with a person who has a malchamav? So this person wrote to the Rebbe that this person at the house and asked to stay has a television. It's malchamav. So the Rebbe wrote him back, Betach Ensha Hussein Nasin is Hechshal Televizia. I'm sure that you staying there won't be giving approval to television. Now, is it going to be interpreted that you're okay with his behavior? So you, yeah, you're, you're masking. People, Bachim, Lubavitch, Bachim, often go and stop people in the street and ask them to put on film. And if the person in the street knows, the Bachim knows that the person that he's stopping in the street doesn't keep any of the other mitzvahs, or most of the other mitzvahs, and we're just getting up to put on the, do the mitzvah film. And that person knows that the Bachim knows that. It's, it's, a, it's a mutual understanding. And we're not telling the person in the street that you don't have to keep any other mitzvahs, but we're trying to help you one mitzvah at a time. There's a big enough community in doing that, and going into a person's store, which is open on Shabbos, and walking into a store, or walking into a store which is selling the veils of treasures for Eden, and going and putting a phone with him. Now you're already giving some type of uh, I'm not even talking about Malasai right now. I'm not talking about from that angle. I'm just talking about the fact that the person, he's in his store on Shabbos. The Shabbos might say, while he's in a store, it's open on Shabbos. He, well, on Shabbos, you're not going to put on phone with him. But I guess on Yom Tov, go say Kalulu with him. Well, go say, sh- go say Shema with him on Shabbos, or any nice of it. That's a bright before Before it says my Krishna. That the must be up early to be able to already go. Oh, yeah. So your point is, as long as it, as long as it's not creating a hill Hashem in the respect that you're, you're showing that you're, 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 you're some type of admiration or some type of accommodation or some type of a, uh, indication that what they're doing is admirable or permitted. And that's why we also make a distinction between going to their place or them coming to our place. You know, if there's going to be a, a school which is not a choice of school, we'll rather have those students come to our school for a program rather than us running a program in their school. It's a conservative reform school. I don't know if such a thing exists because a lot of those schools are not really conservative reform. But but I'm I'm giving some type of extra to that movement. It's a, it's very very different. Right. So bottom line, this is a very complex and complicated area, and that's why they need to ask the Rav, right? That's definitely why why doesn't get. I didn't answer your Zimmer question. By the way, it's it's so geschmack to talk to a Chabadska a Rav who's throwing Ramoshes and Binyansians. I mean, it's not so it's not that common, you know. I could throw um, chsidus. <laughs> I understand, but you didn't. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw you. A, I'll throw you a line of chsidus. This, the the Rebbe related a story that his father, the previous Rebbe, was asked. From the Gemeinde from the Shifshul in Vina. He was asked why he's being Makar of Eden that a Bukhinus Maridim Bloy Mailam. He's Makar of Eden such Eden. That's very much related to the topic we're talking about. So yeah. he didn't answer. And he continued doing what he was doing because obviously he felt he was doing his right. But on a different occasion, he answered someone else. So this is the Gemeinde in Vina, he didn't answer. I mean, I mean to me, just. I would I would just answer the question. Whoever asked it, I would say first of all, all, all of them are tenekshenish because according to the Rambam and Olchus Mamrim, right? They all have a din of a tenekshenish, but that's how and that's how the Chazanish learned, right? And and additionally, you know, you saw the Chazanish where he brings the Avas Chesed that says that Bismanazet. There's nobody you could be Mashiach. There's nobody. Yeah, he's bringing he brings it from 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 the Maram, the Maram, the Maram of Lein. So I'm saying. So what my point is is that. The question, me, the question is, 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 is like Swiss cheese, and there's so many holes in it. But go ahead. What did the rabbi answer? The rabbi answered at one occasion. He told me, "Shachmar is a lot of In the fourth head, there's 420 something simanim. The rabbi commented and he said he didn't say how many. He just said 420 something because Tuna Shachmar have a different amount of simanim. Extra simanim there. So he said 400 African something. 426. Yeah. And then he said, in the very, very end, we have, towards the end, we have the halachs of Marid and Blame Island. We, in Yiddish guys, start Shachmar from right to left, not from left to right. <laughs> that was his answer. 
Yeah. Is in a lot of in a lot of places Shulchan was 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 censored. So what's the chant for chant? It's like so it's honest that we we we, not, we don't keep Shulchan if you didn't keep the beginning. Or what, what does that mean? And the kudah is what is the person? Why is the person happen with kind of this mitzvah of Melidim Leimal? That becomes his uh, his his call. You know, there's people like the famous Nativ that writes that there's people that are they not they 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 call everybody to and everybody because the Hagdama and Hagdama Nativ. You know the people that are not Yishad and they're not but they're calling people everywhere. They're calling out everyone. Where's this coming from? So. The the Maimon of the Samech Tzedek, Merit of the Maimon, in Derech Metesach, he says, if certain people have a tell of Kanois, and it's coming from the Sichus Hadamim, because they're embattling me to Throis. That's where they have this Kanois, coming very strong Kanois. You have to be masking very strongly where it's coming from. How do you know it's come from a good place? That's exactly what he was answering him. Are you starting from the beginning, or are you starting from the end? So, Obviously, it could be the person wasn't really a Medina Blamal, maybe making a mistake in halacha, maybe he doesn't know any better. Maybe you have a Paniya. Maybe this person believes deep down in his heart, really believes. I mean, you see, there are people that Yerei Mishleim, and the Fidei Gita Brites is no matter too, and they're not going and trying to do an Oynish Why are you being the one that's Chatan Zechan? So sometimes you have to know if it comes from a good place or not. I mean, could it come from a good place? And that, that's the Pshat and the answer that there's a whole Shachar before that. So let's go back to Zeman. Somebody comes to your house, you're, you're trying to Makar of him, he drove to your house on Shabbos, and he's going to drive home, the other name, and, but you know he's very interested in Yiddishkeit, he'd feel Makurav if you, if, if if you honored him with Zeman, right? He would have to. You have or, to have a marker. Or even the for that matter. Or even, well, I don't think he would know what, what that is even. But if you Zolzayin as I and but and the Mishnah is very clear. Mishu Rasha Vayvaveris Befahesyein Mizan and Allah. He brings it from the Magen Avram and Sharach Rainim. Yeah. So my question is, what, what do you? What does Chabad do in that case? On the other hand, the, the other the other side of that is he's probably a Tenekshenishba. How do you look at that? So, on the other, so on the other hand, on the other hand, Ramayisha did not hold that they were all Tanik Shanishba. You know that, right? Some place can have some place can have Ramayisha and Ramayisha, and, and, and the world sort of tances of Vedic Hasanis. The problem when, is with these kids, Kedinim, is I have a very hard time with these. We, we know we, people have to make Likutim, and Shlem is Alman, and Holzah Yisra, and my shoulder, and Shlem is Alman, and Holzah Yisra, and There's no global picture out there. And what's true in Echisrael is not true in America. What's true in, in Utah, <laughs> we're, we're defining now, hey, there is a concept that today's day and age, also the Fidig Rebbe said that today's day and age is not, of course, not from Knack and Semichkis, which means they're eating sunflower seeds, you don't become an Apagurgis. Apagurgis has to know something, and they don't know, and they don't know. The same word of the Chazanish, but just in, in, in other signum. But, but uh, I'm so, if you want to talk about Zimmer specifically, the, the, the Mashmai, the Rosh says a Lashem, the Rosh says, the Chilut in a cotton, the Yenat Mazaman. Between a cotton and the Chilut in a cotton, the Amarit. Even if you could be Mazaman for a cotton, the Amarit is worse because he's Pasha. So the Yisoy for the Hetzer, for Nekosh and Rizbo, starts from this Rosh, because he says, what's the problem with the Amarit? Because it's a Pshia that he didn't learn. The guy doesn't even know you're supposed to learn. He doesn't even know this whole studio. So again, so what, do you, what would you say? Chabad fellow calls you up, or anybody calls you up, and they say, I'm having over a Friar person, and I want to be Mechabitim with Zimun. Should I or shouldn't I? What would you answer? I, it's really, it's really a case by case basis. The Derech Klal, you know, if we're not asking the guy to dance on Amud, why are we going to ask him to lead a Zimun? Right? We, we don't want to be doing anyone with Shtei Yadayim. We don't want to have the Shalom have the problem of Yeshuv and Tachya that pushed away his Talmud with Shtei Yadayim and that we know then the result would happen. We have the whole Christian movement based on that. So we don't want to be doing someone with Shtei Yadayim. But if the guy's asking for Zimun, the guy's not asking for Zimun, you know, what situation are we talking about? Is it going to be Ketata? Is it going to be Eva? You know, if things you want to do, you want to eat pasta alter, and even if you always nizer, mishum eva. So yeah, it, it's it's a it's a tough thing. It's another situation. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. This is really wonderful. My absolute pleasure. Kaltav, kaltav, I got you.